0: Jazya Dean. Hey. What's on?
1: How are you? Sun's out in L.A. You guys haven't...
0: Oh, sun's out in L.A. Actually, it's been... It is. The weather here is always... I'll look at you with your cat mug. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Oops. Yeah. Um, good. Hmm? I said that's good.
0: Yeah. No, it's not too bad. I woke up super early today at like 6. Why? Um... Sometimes I like to get my drugs early.
1: Oh, good. That's good.
0: Just get the fuel going.
1: In your system, right into your veins.
0: Yeah. You know, it powers me through the year.
1: Hmm. That's good. Yeah. They get you going and they don't sedate you.
0: Yeah. You know, I like my milk in the morning, like Michael Jackson, my propofol. Um, (laughs) How... Are you dressed up for auditions? I just assume you have an audition every time I see you.
1: No, I did all my auditions yesterday and then I got an offer on a movie. And it's really fun because it's kind of like what I've been working on as an actor of like shifting my wheelhouse because just really knowing what you play and honing into that and knowing that it may change as you age. And so I've been really working on like okay I play this character really well now you know I'm I'm older I'm not playing certain characters and so she's exactly what I'm trying to book which makes me feel like okay I'm doing the work and you know I can act I know I can act I mean there's always room to work on that creatively I don't know if it's necessarily to get better but to be you know to dive deeper. But uh, working on like knowing how to market yourself and brand yourself is important. Like knowing your wheelhouse. I never book like down and like done hard by characters. So I'm not going to go and try and do a photo shoot in, you know, flannel and like trying to look like i'm down and hard i'm not gonna get cast in that it's just not my wheelhouse so why even try with that character anyways long story short i very specifically want to play either like the sci-fi magical like queen princess or like some kind of like mystery woman or or working in like those types of mystical elements, or I play like the drug dealer's wife or like this high society wife or woman. It's kind of all I get cast in at my age. So I, the more I narrow into that, I book that stuff. This is how it works.
0: Do you believe in like manifestation and stuff like pointing in a certain direction?
1: I think that we are very powerful beings. I think that prayer is something real and whether you, however you want to go about it, but the words that come out of your mouth have power to them. So you can make things a reality is just, you know, it's controversial with like, yeah. who are you? that power to or where is that power coming from and what entity you know like oh you're in hollywood like did you sell your so i don't know there's a lot of controversy with that but. yeah
0: i kind of find prayer bullshit nowadays but that's just where i am <laughs> in my life you know my my uh my dad uh and his girlfriend like drove to like a a hindu temple and i was like i'm sitting in the car and there was a time in my life where i used to like be all into it, and I was like, I think I prayed every day, and then something has switched in me, and now I can't, I can't even, like, fake it, and I was like, I can't do this, so, but I do think having a belief system is important to keep you going, no matter what it is.
1: Oh, my goodness, I think they just released a study on, like, if people are happier if they feel that they're a part of something bigger, or else your life really it's kind of meaningless and you, depression hits you harder if oh, right. you don't have a full spiritual life or, you know, a group, a religious group that you identify with.
0: It's, it's like, you're like the positive and I'm like the negative of this. Like I went to UCLA yesterday, I was walking around to play tennis and I was just watching all these UCLA kids and they're all in their twenties. And I was like, this, is the spirit, you can just feel the energy there. And they all just have this hope in their eyes. And just I was like, and I was kind of depressed actually, because I was, you know, like there are people in their lives who are alive. And it just, and it's it's a very just precarious moment that's so fleeting. But you don't even know when you go through it when you're in your 20s. You were like,
1: um, it's isn't it crazy?
0: It's it was surreal. And I was like, I gotta get out of here. So it was that was my yesterday.
1: Well, we're, we're getting older. We see life differently. We see, I was just on a walk with Stuart, my husband. And I say, gosh, I look at photos of myself even five years ago. And I'm like, wow, like I was doing really good. And he's like, you're going to think that at every stage. So just enjoy the stage you're in.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, cause you know, 20 years from now we'll be, you know, whatever. Whatever you're going
1: to walk into a room of 40 something year olds in 10, 15 years, and you're going to think what you thought about when 30 something
0: year olds.
1: (laughs) Yes, 30 something year olds. You're going to think, wow, what this is like how I felt about those college kids. So it's just life. I mean, we're here for such a short amount of time, it's so fleeting.
0: Do you believe in afterlife? me have to make this too like kooky but do you think there's an afterlife
1: do i think there's an afterlife
0: mm-hmm.
1: do i know uh no do i believe in it yeah yeah you have to believe in it or else it sucks, <laughs> yeah, we, it sucks.
0: And we disappear yeah <laughs> yeah it's interesting uh sometimes i go down these rabbit holes like tiktoks because i see people who are like crossed over on the other side and some of them are believable. Some of them are like, and then these elves came up to me with like hoods, and they were like, "Welcome back, Jimmy!" And like, "Hey!" And I knew they knew my name. Like, this is kind of, I think. Well, the- DMT,
1: DMT will do that to you.
0: <laughs> yes. You
1: release DMT when you die. Okay. Pituitary gland. Okay. And the DMT you release when you die is similar to the DMT, not ayahuasca. That's that's not the same DMT, but there's an organic DMT that comes from a frog or a toad or something. And if you do that DMT, that's very organic and similar to the one that people experience when they're having a a near-death experience. And people see those same entities. If you read about their encounters on that, I think it's 5 meo DMT is like the molecular makeup of that specific DMT which is different from the ayahuasca dmt
0: if you wanted to do dmt a... reach out to shazia and she will <laughs> <pick you up>. <laughs> her, <laughs> ma- her magical codes she's like no, I, I just
1: read a lot of stuff you know i'm very curious about people and their journeys and living in la and being around all these like topanga Hippie types, which is where I lived and everyone doing these ceremonies and everyone having a shaman. I was like, what is going on? So I researched it and I just went down those rabbit holes of like, what are these people seeing? What are, what's changing in them? What's shifting in them? Why are they talking about these things? So.
0: Have I've you done well.
1: Have I done it? No.
0: A couple of my friends have done this LSD therapy and they were like, it was life changing.
1: I read a lot about that, even with like ecstasy. Um, like they microdose it. You sit in the waiting room, you take a microdose, and then you go in with the therapist and you like it's like a one and done sometimes for some people of dealing yeah. with their demons. But I think what it just does is it takes down your walls. And I don't know that you necessarily need like these um, hallucinogenic drugs to do that or these psychoactive drugs to take down your walls. I think some people do though, but others don't.
0: Microdosing is such a 21st century word. Like if you said that in the eighties, I'm gonna go microdose. like what? Maybe it is a commonplace word. I've never been a big druggie though. In general, but I feel like that could improve my life vastly. Maybe if I just started.
1: Or it could, I've seen it ruin people's lives. I've seen people start doing those ayahuasca ceremonies and like, I don't know what portal they put themselves into, but they've lost their home, their jobs, their families, their marriages. They're like, I'm gonna live the van life. And then during the van life, they contracted some kind of fungus and had to get their foot ampute. Like (laughs) I have seen some like, from success to homeless on some of these DMT people. So, and I'm not, and I've seen, people who are like, it changed my life. Yes. I found God. I found spirituality. And, and that's great. But I think that there's a risk of just not knowing, not knowing what you're going to encounter. Like, could you encounter darkness? Yeah. Could you encounter light? Maybe? I don't know.
0: Well, there's a big thing right now with fentanyl in LA. So if you do coke, you're in danger of overdosing on fentanyl because they're now lacing it and people are dropping dead left and right. So you can't even We're do coke, coke in LA. I mean, <laughs> what is going on? the The freedoms are being restricted now with fentanyl poisoning. It's just, it's such a shit show here.
1: Yeah, I think you and I are probably the least qualified people to be having a conversation on drugs.
0: <laughs> Why? I mean... Why not? I mean, the other stuff is so boring. You know, a friend of mine was saying that he's in the comedy scene and he was like, you know, like hanging out at the comedy store back in 2012, 13. You network by doing drugs with other comedians. Like people got on shows, like writing staffs and, you know, even like Joe Rogan, like smoke pot and stuff. People, I am not I shouldn't say the name, but, but I'm just saying people network by doing uh party drugs with, not legal drugs, but just being that type of personality. While if you're clean cut and going home at nine o'clock, you know, so you can go- That's high-
1: why I never made it. That's why I'm not a household name. I was, I was, I don't even drink. That's why I'm saying I'm the least, most least qualified person to be talking about the drug scene or the party scene. I, I, I've been to parties. You I've been drink. around drugs.
0: What? You, don't, you don't drink?
1: I don't drink anymore. No.
0: When did you stop drinking? I don't know that.
1: I never really liked alcohol to begin with. It was never my jam. I was always like pretending, you know, if I'm at the party, like, oh, yeah, I'll have and then just like dumping it out um, because I don't like the way I feel on it. And finally, maybe four or five years ago, I was like, well, let's just see if I just start saying no. And and I just feel better. I don't know. I'm still so, people think I'm drunk all the time. <laughs> They're like, Shazia's so much fun. And She was first one on the dance floor. She's doing karaoke, but I'm like, I'm totally sober. I just, I'm just fun. I don't know. I don't like the way I feel on alcohol. I don't like that I can't sleep and sleep is so important to me. And it really messes with my sleep cycle.
0: When I was dating a lot more, alcohol was essential. I felt like. You know, when you're both wasted, it's a lot more fun. But not wasted, but just buzzed. But
1: it's about walls. You know, we're so I feel like people have even bigger walls right now because we're less social. We're behind these screens. There's just walls all around us. And it's hard to have a real human connection with another person in a relationship when you have all those walls up. So we the know, alcohol like, probably takes down the walls for you.
0: And I'm a mime, so I'm always in a box, maybe.
1: Yes, I see that.
0: No, I'm just saying it's, it's there's a lot of freedom in, in drugs and alcohol, which I get. And there's also a numbness to it too, which I also understand kind of numb feelings because sometimes I feel like I work just to numb emotion like it, it just numbs everything else so i'm like well if i just focus my energy here so if you if you're not doing that if you just smoke up or something i can see that distracting you from the reality of life
1: uh, uh, yeah it's a total escape yeah i had someone ask me last night so i was at this birthday party And I met this couple for the first time they were sitting across from me and they said something, something about drinking. And I said, Oh, I don't drink. And the husband was like, how do you deal with life? He's like, you don't do anything. You don't smoke pot. You don't drink. Like, what do you, how are you handling everything? And I'm like, my spiritual life, my, my ability to connect with, god i don't know i mean i do have a strong uh belief system and a good circle of people that are in my spiritual network that that really lift me up so i don't need the alcohol or the drugs but and that, i'm not speaking for everybody you know i understand people everyone's different everyone functions different
0: you remember dare grown up d-a-r-e it's like nancy reagan's like keep off drugs it was like don't i forgot the it's the acronym dare d-a-r-e
1: oh yes dare to keep oh i thought it yes dare that was like big in our childhood
0: mm-hmm. it was um nancy reagan yes. wife. that was her big initiative yes. so whenever i am tempted to do drugs i always think about nancy reagan what would nancy reagan say to me right now
1: wow that's a creepy visual that's what happens in your mind
0: yeah it's kind of crazy. It's kind of funny how like that's so like ancient Not not to talk about ancient history, but like all that stuff. Like, like when I was a kid, I was that Reagan be president forever because he's always president. When I was in elementary school, and then as you get older, like things change. This is too nostalgic. Yeah. I shouldn't be talking about the past. I gotta live in the present, Shazia. Like you, I gotta go hiking. And, I don't know, Frey
1: pray, surrender, go for a walk in nature. Um, I had a couple the other night we went out with this other couple and she was kind of, he's like, Oh, you remind me of my mom. I was like, Oh, what does that mean? <laughs> you know? And the wife was like, no, you're always looking for the positive. Like you're like, look at the moon. It's so beautiful. Or look at how gorgeous this day is. And just like things that everyone's taking for granted you're noticing and I'm like, yeah, I make a, an effort to make sure I see the positive in things. That that doesn't come without like me making a choice to see the good.
0: So you're never affected by darkness?
1: Oh, I'm not going to say that, but I'm aware of it when I am and I'm quick to to shift the tide. See,
0: I don't know wow. how I feel because I feel like the, the darkness feels my comedy, though. It's like
1: comedians i mean yes it does that's true
0: (laughs) that that's seriously why i'm not medicated because i feel like i don't want it to fuck up my comedy i'm like i'd rather deal with the demons i face as long as i'm writing funny things (laughs) you know that could be a messed up thing but
1: that's your that sounds like you've made a deal with the dark side
0: sure that's my my path with the devil but that's the sacrifice i feel like i you have to make as a comic, you gotta double down. And I'm
1: gonna be, I'm gonna be praying for you.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it also bleeds into like, I wanna be like authentic. I don't wanna have some, I cannot stand people who just put on this fake persona. I can't be around those people. I, I can't, especially in Hollywood. You're just surrounded by people who who don't know themselves and who gotta put on like a, you're just like, enough. Like don't even, don't even waste my time.
1: I think that's, as you get older too, we start to really be like, no, I don't, my, my time is so precious that I can't be around someone who's not, who hasn't circled their, I don't know how to describe it. Just who hasn't come to a point in their life where they're like, this is me, love it or leave it. And that's why I'm saying a person doesn't have to be perfect, but they have to be like, no, like I have imperfections, but this is where I'm at.
0: Hmm. Do you find like when you act, it's an escape from your real life? The effort actors say that?
1: Um, it depends on the role, you know, and that's what I'm trying to create, uh, like a real and headshots that do put me in like more of a fantasy world. I, I like, uh, it's just fun.
0: Every time I talk to you, I think I should never be an actor again. <laughs> I should never act in anything again because I'm like, I have no interest at all in just trying to, I guess, I don't know, fit somebody else's vision. But then I feel like you have to do that. I mean, that's why this whole podcasting thing, I feel like has changed everything. Like people, oh my God. This Cat Williams thing. You know the Cat Williams interview he did with SheShe. Shae? You heard about, heard about the Cat Williams comedian? Oh,
1: tell me. I don't know. I'm not that hip right now. Tell me. All
0: right. So this guy named SheShe is like a quarterback or ex-football player, does his podcast online, and he had this comedian, Cat Williams, come on. And Cat Williams just destroyed everybody, like all these famous comedians. Like Oh,
1: I did hear about this. Okay, yes.
0: So since then, I feel like there's been this trickle-down effect where, like, everybody's just, like, Fuck it. I'm just going to say whatever the hell I want to say now, you know, like people are just blasting each other, like just speaking their truth. It's almost like this, dude, it's almost too much now. It's like open Pandora's box. Like everybody's just spouting out shit. And it's like, holy shit. Like this never happened 10 years ago. People were more concealed about their brand and how they come across. Now everybody's like, yo, I'm just going to say this because it's getting them huge example. Shane Gillis hosted SNL last night, right? This comedian, Um, I would say the funniest comic in the world, but he's definitely like the antithesis of like a mainstream comedian. And I was like, he's on there because SNL knows he has an audience which is not the cookie cutter, blue collar mainstream people, right? So it's almost like I'm saying they're championing these voices now. If you're just somewhat against the grain, people are gravitating, again, changing marketing, changing trends in society.
1: Oh, completely. Absolutely, they are. Yes, I agree. And the more controversial or crazy you can call out someone, then more of a platform you get. And I don't know, I think a part of it is good, because I think that it does kind of bring everything out to the surface right and people aren't pretending so you get to like be like okay this is who you are i get to decide now if i support you or don't support you so part of it is good but then it's like why does the pendulum always have to swing all the way over before like we're over here and it's like wait we missed the middle we're all the way over here now i mean like where's the middle that's what we need we need the middle you know, it's, it's, it's suddenly like Republican is so Republican and demo it's like, what happened? Where did we get so extreme?
0: Yeah, it, there's no middle. It always goes to crazy land, where everyone goes nuts.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's, it, it, yeah, everything.
1: Yeah, everything. I'm like, okay, how do we go? Like, it's like, trends and even fashion or like, you know, like the BBL. I'm like, how, what? What? How? It looks crazy, people.
0: What is BBL?
1: The Brazilian butt lift, like Kim Kardashian, like the like it's overdone. It's too I, much. Can we would, like, yeah, just it's okay. Yes, curves are good. Curves are good. We went from like super skinny to like just what happened in the middle. I don't know.
0: Not to switch topics, but like I don't find those girls attractive at all. This is one girl who I always see like in my scene and. She, I swear to God, she thinks she's like the most beautiful thing. And she looks so fake to me and I'm like, I cannot even, it's like, I can I can barely look at her. Like I was like, I hate this whole, I, I miss more by natural beauty at this point.
1: Do you mean like in the face too? Cause it's now it's trending to get everything.
0: Everything, it was her face, her breast, her butt. I was like, Jesus Christ, it was like, is anything real? Like, but that's the, I guess that's the trend in LA. You know, the lips, the lip thing. I don't understand that at all.
1: I think it's going out. I think the lip thing is trending out. I think a lot of people are getting all of that stuff dissolved.
0: Is that from the Kardashians? Is that why people got that?
1: No, so. I think the Kardashians really brought a lot of this cosmetic stuff to mainstream. And I think it's starting to go out now. And now the trends are more about, skin and clean and natural and fit and healthy. I do see it like in the marketing world going more back to that. A lot of my self-tapes will say nobody overly made up, no makeup, no fillers. A lot of the breakdowns just say it right there.
0: It's kind of an impressive. Like Elon Musk like had a huge effect obviously on mm-hmm. technology and cars have changed society. but. Entertainers, they have such an effect on the way our appearance, like remember Jennifer Aniston, like everyone's cutting her hair, like Jennifer Aniston, like Gee, what the, like it's so powerful, like what we see and it affects people globally. Like these shows are streamed everywhere and, and you well, see-
1: yeah, it's mind control.
0: <laughs> do you limit they that-
1: program, They could program us to do anything if they made it trendy.
0: Do you limit that with your kids? I'm not talking about your kids, but are you like self-aware of like what's what they take in?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. My kids don't do screen time during the week. We watch family stuff together Friday nights. Um, like they're out riding bikes right now. They're gonna play golf later. We try and keep them active and engaged. Uh, they don't have social media. They don't have phones.
0: Have they That's- asked for it?
1: I think my 13 year old may like to have access to something, but no, they know, they know our views and, and that we, but we also just keep them busy. So they're not asking for it. Yeah, We're, we do active parenting, which let me tell you is hard. (laughs) It's like, where's my time, but uh, this is my time. But yeah, we we're always, Stuart's such a good dad you know. Yeah. He's he's that dad who's playing in the street. He's got the game going on. He'll take him to the park, he'll fly kites. He's he ne- but he needs to be active, so he's one of those people that's built to be a good dad.
0: Yeah, I hear that. I'd be like I'd be a horrible dad. I'd be like, "You take your kickball go outside for 8 hours and come back."
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, see, it's it it is a personality thing. Like even when I met Stuart, he doesn't like just sitting at home. He's not like someone who has downtime on a couch. He's always doing something. That's good. Yeah.
0: Were you self-aware of that when you were looking for a mate to reproduce with?
1: Not at all. I mean, I don't even know what parenting would be like. My parents weren't like giving me advice about parenting you know there were like immigrants who were barely surviving trying you know working their butts off so I just lucked out with that aspect of it but I do think that as a woman looking for a husband or you looking for a wife if it does make a diff, if you're both kind of inclusive like recluse types who stay at home it's going to be harder to keep the kids out and about and active and engaged and the the energy level of kids is so different but it worked with Stuart.
0: yeah i'm like my wife was a recluse we should like start a cult or something it would be good yeah. cult leaders
1: yes <laughs> Speaking of
0: cults like is, aren't the, i'm not the isn't texas have like a big cult thing like david i always think of david koresh remember the guy who like
1: Oh right in uh, Waco was he in Waco?
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know.
0: Yeah, the, with the Nike sneakers. And everybody was everybody's like wearing Nike sneakers and they all killed themselves?
1: Was maybe that not. here or was that in San Diego?
0: Oh, maybe that's different.
1: There was a cult that wore the Nike sneakers. I thought they were the San Diego people. I think the Waco people like burned, I don't know. I should know more. The only I did watch that uh cult about up in Oregon with Osho. Did you watch that?
0: No, I know so, Osho, I, I've heard with the Osho thing. It's
1: his little excerpts, like he was crazy. Yeah. I'll talk about people at like derogatory. Like I was like, okay, all right. I had no idea that was even happening in the 80s on the coast.
0: It doesn't surprise me, even like that Bikram Yoga, that made that whole thing. Was it Bikram uh, Yoga? The hot yoga thing? How he's like just cultish? people look for salvation and... they're
1: looking they're lo- everyone's looking that's why I, there is something to it but there's other people praying on the people looking and no i don't mean praying i mean like looking to harm them and take from them and like like vampires like human vampires
0: yeah but you could also argue i mean society I've seen people join companies and they drink the Kool-Aid of the company for like 50 years, right? Not to like that's totally harmless, but like that's my pessimistic side, but I'd see people at these companies like, dude, can't you just see like what's going on here? Like you have to go all in, not saying they're cults, but you know what I'm saying? Like just buying into something and just not having the independent thought to think for yourself.
1: That's why you first have to figure out where you are at spiritually before you join some kind of group.
0: But what does spiritually mean?
1: Like what your belief in is in God, the afterlife, what you believe happens. Who are you connected to? Why are you here? What is your purpose or what could be? your purpose. You don't have to know your exact life purpose, but like what, what gifts were given to you? What are you naturally good at? What are you happiest doing? What brings you joy? Where is the love in your life? Are you carrying around regret or anger towards people like that stuff when you carry that around that'll just hold you back in itself, like forgive people, love people, love yourself look for the good in yourself and then think about what your purpose could be.
0: That's too much shit. honest to God, like I was walking, I was walking through UCLA yesterday. And I, was, I was so depressed. I was like, so I stopped at the tennis courts. It was like night. And it was really beautiful. And the revelation I had was like, I don't have to be anything or do anything. Like I can just i can get a job at trader joe's if i want to just go day to day and just exist and that's good enough i don't have to put this pressure on myself to do anything to be a good son to be some great comedian like all that stuff is just it's like this crushing compactor on you and just it's burdensome
1: i think it's how you view it honestly for me i feel like i see the gifts that you've been given You're a a very talented writer. You're extremely funny. You're a good, solid friend. You have gifts that I don't have, that your neighbor doesn't have. You have unique gifts that were given to you and that you actually have been able to use. You just happen to live in a place where so many other people are doing it that you don't even see your own gift. I'm not funny like you. I can't stand in front of an audience the way you do. That is your unique gift writing a movie and and, like that's your gift i can't do that no i don't know anybody like that's your gift that you need to look at those things and and you've been given an opportunity to make those gifts really to flex those gifts and use them you have to keep using them you can't get a job at starbucks god didn't make you to get a job at starbucks Darun. he wouldn't have given you those gifts
0: but this isn't this isn't about gifts or this is about just peace of mind of just not having expectations on on self right because
1: you're talking about money are you talking about success and money because success no, I, it's,
0: it's, not, it's not it's not about success and money it's just it's about like just the mind frame of uh of just going day to day you know it had nothing to do with success and money it's it's more of just how we how we continue on with our existence right and you know again which goes back to like me always keeping busy just so i can have something to focus on but like that it's almost it wears in you after a while like your attire being worn down and i was like you know what it's okay like that's why i try to find those moments where i'm like you don't have to do anything you don't have to do anything right
1: i see what you're saying i see what you're saying absolutely yes and sometimes you need a break to be like i'm okay you know i knew someone who had a corporate job and. 20 years later was like, I'm going to go get a job at Disneyland. Like, I need to not have all this pressure on me and I need to find my joy. And he went and he like worked at California Disney and like took a year of just working there and doing something different to be like, okay, now I can reenter and do whatever is next. But you're right. Yeah. I see what you're saying.
0: I saw this TikTok once about this guy who worked at Disney World. And he was like the greeter and he's so happy. Like, hey, welcome to Disney World. And they followed him home. Took have like, a commuter bus to like some inner city. Like he gets paid nothing. He's got like four kids living in a hotel room. <laughs> and he's like cooking over the hotel sink. It's the most depressing existence, you know? And, you know, I'm like, yeah, Jim's happy working at Disney World. And it just shows you like what a corporation Disney is. Like they pay their workers shit. And this guy's just, you know, happy living in a motel with his four kids.
1: Well, if he's happy, then who are we to judge?
0: Well the kids. The poor kids are like, fucking dad, get a job. <laughs> Come on, dad. Yeah. Pick up the you. Mickey Mouse hat. Let's let's get some shit going.
1: But I think that sometimes kids don't know that there's something else out there. Like if your parents can bring you joy and they don't have a lot of money and they don't have a lot of things, you don't know you're not thinking my dad needs to get a better job you're just happy with what you have as long as the family that you know, the kids aren't being abused and the family is happy together then they just don't need as much to be happy
0: yeah there was something to be said about ignorance is bliss but I think kids aren't stupid either like they're self-aware at a certain age like oh Timmy has this and this and this like, well, I was- especially
1: with the internet Now it's like, not just what the, you're not just keeping up with the Joneses. You're keeping up with everybody on the internet.
0: Even with everybody on earth now.
1: Yeah. And that's a lot of pressure. I think psychologically we were not made to have this much information coming at us all day long. It's too much.
0: Yeah. And maybe that's where my own stuff comes from. Maybe I'm on social media too much. Just I need to shut it down.
1: I, I've been off of Instagram since January, and I have more time on my hands. I have less things that are just in my brain being processed. Well, my brain was working really hard. Even though you think you're just scrolling, your your brain is working. Every, every image it sees, it's having a whole process happen.
0: Are you going to come back anytime soon?
1: I will for descendants. I feel like... You know, when Descendants comes out, I might need to have a presence on there. Um, so I will do that probably in June or July.
0: When is the OnlyFans page kicking in? Never,
1: Naru, never. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, your daughter's got to go to college at some point. Come on, Chas. Gets...
1: We won the game show, remember? That's Bet right. on your baby. She's fine. They're both fine. I'm not like a crazy Indian parent of like, you need to go to college and become a doctor, a lawyer. I'm like, find your gifts, find what makes you happy and do that. I will help you pursue that. You want to be a bakery chef and have a bakery and make cupcakes every day? Let's, let's work on it.
0: That's good. Your daughters are lucky.
1: I'm lucky. They're good kids.
0: Um, All right. Well, I think that's a positive note (laughs) before before I swing this back into some nihilistic uh, perspective. Um, Shaz, um, I guess, watch her movie. What you want to say anything about your...
1: Oh, my gosh. I'll let you know when I can... I know that I can talk more. I just have the offer right now, so I still got to, like, get all the paperwork done. But, yeah, I'm excited. I get to play a really fun character who has an arc through the whole movie that is... Not just about being hot. It's pretty pretty cool.
0: <laughs> well, follow fans, follow Shazi on LinkedIn or something, because she has no social media and
1: Yeah. I don't even know where you could follow. I I'm on I have a Facebook account, but I don't use it.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. There you go. So if you want her, if you want her to ignore your messages, follow her there. And uh Perfect. all right Shaz, great seeing you. And uh, you. we'll talk soon.
1: Bye Dara.